Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. Creator in the days of his youth. Now, how does that apply to us today? We remember our Creator in the days of our youth. Things will go well for us. I, I, I think about folks, and, and, and you know, I, I pay attention to what's going on, and I see a lot of folks that grew up when I did and, and uh, you know, were, were involved in the rock scene and this kind of stuff, and they had a lot of success in that field, in that, in that uh, world. But as they get older, they begin to think about things differently. They begin to see things from a different perspective because all of a sudden you realize that eternity is just ahead and your life is behind you. And so you think differently. You begin to make adjustments in your life. You start thinking about eternity. You start thinking about death. You start thinking about life a lot more than you did when you were young. When I was young, when I was a kid, I thought I was invincible. That's why I would go to the rock quarry and jump into a, you know, 500 foot of water without even thinking about it off of a rusty cable. I thought I was invincible. And do all kinds of crazy stuff like drive a car at 130 miles an hour into a curve. I mean, you think you're, you're invincible, that it cannot happen to you. And do all kinds of stupid, 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 stupid. Everybody say stupid. Yeah. Stupid stuff. And some of those things you have to live with. Sometimes you dodge a bullet. A lot of my friends were not as blessed as I was. They didn't have a praying mom like I did, I guess. I don't know. But a lot of them are in eternity now because they did not remember their creator in the days of their youth. They overlooked something. It didn't matter. But thank God for a praying mom who remembered to pray for me. That's something to remember. Remember to pray for your family. Remember that God is listening. His heart is open. And not one prayer that you ever pray goes unnoticed by God. When my mother was on her deathbed, the day before she died, 93 years of age, I was talking to my mother and I was telling her, Mom, she was very, very sick and she was tired. She was tired of fighting the battle. And I said, Mom, it's okay if you want to go home. I said, I will pray for you. Because mom would always, she got sick, she would call me. She'd say, son, will you pray for me? And I'd pray for her, she'd get healed. You know, for 93 years. Well, not that quite that long, because I wasn't that old. <laughs> but the days that I knew Lord, she would call me. She'd say, son, pray for me. And I'd pray for her, mom would get healed. Every time, without fail, mom would call me. She'd say, son, I'm, I'm not feeling good. Would you pray for me? So I'd pray for her. God would touch her. But here she is, and she's laying on her, on her bed. And I said, mom, what do you want? Because she hadn't asked me to pray for her healing. I said, what do you want? I said, you want to go home? You want to be healed? I want to pray for what you want because I believe God will answer. She says, son, I'm really, really tired. I've lived a long time. And she said, you know, I, I want to go be with God. That was my dad. And I said, Mama, then why don't you just go on home? And she says, well, I'm, I'm really concerned about my children and my grandchildren. I want every one of them to know the Lord. I said, well, Mama, how long have you been praying those prayers for your grandchildren? A long time, she said. I said, yes, and, and God has answered. I said, listen, your prayers are like incense that go up before the Father. 
And don't you think that every prayer that you pray, God hasn't heard. Timing is everything. And God knows exactly when every one of your children are coming to the Lord. Every single one of them. And I said, so you can just rest in the peace of God. And you can just go on home and be with Jesus and know that the rest of us will be there soon. And that very night, she, she went home to be with the Lord. Now, what am I saying to you? She had prayed those prayers. And God answered Remember to pray for your children. I was so blessed last Sunday morning to baptize my sister who's two years younger than me. Another one coming into the family. Another one being born again. Another one, you know, and and one by one I've seen my family come to the Lord. You know, I think there's one left. He's coming too. He thinks he can run from God, but he can't. But anyway, because mama's prayers are far reaching. Remember to pray for your children. So, remember the Creator in the days of youth. Let me, let me read this, 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 this whole passage, six verses from the New, New uh, Living Translation. It says, Don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your Creator. Honor Him in youth before you grow old and say, Life isn't pleasant anymore. Remember Him before the light of the sun, the moon, and the stars dim in your old eyes and rain clouds continually darken your day. Remember Him before your legs, the guards of your house, house start to tremble. Remember him before your teeth, your few remaining servants stop grinding, and before your eyes, the women looking through the window see dimly. Remember him before the doors of life's opportunity is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the chirping of the birds, then all their sounds will grow faint. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about danger in the streets, before your hair turns white or turns loose and turns white like an almond tree in bloom, and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper, and the capelberry no longer inspires sexual desire. Remember him before you near the grave, your everlasting home, when mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your Creator now while you were young. Bring before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? Don't wait until the water jar is smashed and the spring is, and the pulley is broken at the well. Think about that. You know, we have something to give to the Lord when we're young, when we have our strength and our vitality. Don't wait until, you know, some other time to serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness now while you got opportunity. Remember your Creator in the days of you. Give Him something now while you got it to give. Don't wait. We talk about the grace and the goodness of God. God gives us grace and He gives us mercy and He gives us His goodness so that we can become part of the kingdom and advance the kingdom's cause. That's what we should be after. Remembering our Creator. Remembering why we were created. In Him we live and move and have our being. God created us for something. He saved us out of something to give us something to be a part of. You know, I I remember one of my pastors preaching one time, and he played the opening song to an old... uh, uh, bar scene or something. I think it was Cheers. You all remember the, the show Cheers? And the song was Where Everybody Knows My Name. 
talking about going to the bar where everybody knows your name and, and everybody. You know, the family of God really needs to be like that, where everybody knows your name. You know? We should come to a place that's full of cheer, is full of the goodness of God, is full of the mercies of God, realizing that we're all people of destiny, joined together for destiny, to do something for God. Amen? To advance the kingdom. We remember why we're here. You know, if we just come to church to make ourselves feel better, we're just, you don't feel any better when you leave and you don't do nothing for God. The real joy is in serving Him. The real joy comes when we realize why we were created. Why did God create you? You know? He created you with destiny. And our purpose is to help you find and fulfill your God-given destiny. So, remember your Creator. Remember the Sabbath day. Wow. I'm just pulling some things out here. You know, God said that. I didn't say that. Everybody say, God said it. What did he say about the Sabbath in in Exodus 28? He said, remember the Sabbath. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What is holy? You know what it means? Set apart from the common. To some folks, it's just become another day. You know, it's a day I can work on my car. It's a day I can mow the lawn. It's a day I can do whatever. But God says, remember the Sabbath and set it apart as a day dedicated to the Lord. It's a day of worship. It's a day that we set apart to rest and renew. Sunday afternoons were created by God for naps. So if you call me and I don't answer you, I'm obeying God. If you call me on a Sunday afternoon, I'm not going to, I want you to know, I cut my phone off on Sunday afternoon. I'm having communion with God. I've got, I'm, you know, I am fellowshipping at bedside assembly with Brother Pill and Sister Sheets, and I'm having myself a good time. <laughs> and that's what God intended for us to do. Set it apart as a day of rest. Because God worked six days and he rested on the Sabbath. He set us an example, right? Y'all are awfully quiet. I remember as a kid, man, we couldn't eat. You couldn't buy a soda pop on Sunday because nobody was open. There were no no stores open. I mean, you you had to think ahead. My mother used to have me to kill the chicken on Saturday. I'd go out on Saturday morning. She'd say, son, go get me a young hen. I'd go out and get one. I said, I got the hen, mama. She said, well, did you clean it? No. So I knew what that meant. I'd have to go out and do the dirty work and prepare the chicken for mama to finish preparing. That meant killing it and plucking it and cleaning it. You know, kids today just don't have any idea. But mama would cook her breakfast. She would cook her dinner on Saturday. So we got home on Sunday. Man, all you had to do was come in and plow into it. And within 10 minutes, you were worshiping the Lord. We remember the Sabbath. We set it apart. It wasn't a common day. It was, it was a special day. Everybody knew what Sunday meant. When Sunday comes, you know what? You're going to get up, you're going to go to church. If you say, I'm sick, you're going to have to throw up and prove it. <laughs> or you're going to get healed. 
and then go to church. Are you going to go to church and get healed? One, one way or the other. You're going to church. You can, you can go to the doctor on Monday if you need to. But we never needed to because we remembered the Sabbath and we kept it holy. And, and it's something we need to get back to. Amen? As people of God, we need to remember the Sabbath and, and don't just treat it as any normal. But, you know, the Bible says you don't have to observe one day above another and all those kind of things. Well, he made this a lasting ordinance. Everybody say lasting ordinance. You know what a lasting ordinance is? It's the one that lasts forever. It's a lasting ordinance. God didn't change his mind about you needing rest. You know what? Well, what about those who have to work on Sundays? Well, pick another day. But set apart a day of rest for yourself so that you can recoup and renew and refresh. I tell you, brothers, sisters, napping, a nap is sanctioned by God. <laughs> believe me, I believe strongly in it. My wife, is, she's a stronger believer than I am. You can say amen, honey. Keep it holy. It seems like everything that God has made holy and set apart, we made common. And that's another message that we can talk about some other time. But remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Another thing, Jesus said this. He said, remember Lot's wife. Wow. Of all the people he said to remember, I mean, why couldn't he say to remember Moses? Remember what Jonah did. Remember David. But why did he say, remember Lot's wife? What did Lot's wife do? She looked back. What caused her to look back? She was remembering what she left behind. Listen, if you want to remember what's left behind, remember it in a grave, buried. There's nothing to go back to. When you gave your life to Christ, you reckoned yourself dead to your past. You reckon yourself dead to sin. So if you remember it, don't remember it with fondness like she did. She had a desire to go back. She didn't want to leave Sodom in the first place. And if you come to Jesus with that kind of mindset, then your heart is always going to be looking back toward your past. But he said, remember Lot's wife. Luke 17, 32. Uh, That always struck me. Remember Lot's wife. The other thing we are to remember are the words of the Lord Jesus. Paul said this in, in Acts 20, 35. He, he admonished the believers in Ephesus that, of how he had worked with his own hands so that he could supply his own needs and help supply the needs of others. And then he said, I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of our Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, here's a preacher that today wouldn't get very far, would he? He worked with his own hands. He worked hard in order that he could give to advance the cause of Christ. He was a tent maker. I mean, he supplied for himself. He could have had big tent crusades, I guess, if, since he was a tent maker. doesn't say he did, but he could have. But he worked to, to, to take care of his own needs so that he wouldn't be a burden to those around him. He worked hard, and I believe in working hard. So anyway, remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Remember 
There are certain memorials that, that have, were set up to remind people of, of, of significant occurrences in their lives that were not to be forgotten. Like when, when Joshua took the children of Israel across the Jericho and he told the, the, the ten twi- tribes that were going with them, see there were the Manasseh and Ephraim stayed, on, stayed behind. They didn't go across. So there were 10 tribes who went across. And, and, and so when, when God was going to show the people that, that Joshua was the now appointed leader, what he did, Joshua told the priest to go up and to touch the edges of, of the water and to go stand in the middle. And so they did. And when they did, the waters parted. And it said the water stacked up. Think about that. They stacked up behind them. It was flood stage. It was time of the year when there were floods. And so Joshua told the priest to go and to stand with the Ark of the Covenant in the middle of the, of the Jordan River. And when they did, he told the others, he said, grab a stone out of the river. So they grabbed a stone, each one of them, ten representatives from each tribe. And they went and they stacked them up and made a monument. He said, why are we making a monument? So that... When your children see those stones, they will look at them and it will remind them of how God brought his people through, how God brought them to the promise, how God remembered his covenant. You see, God wants us to establish those kind of memorials, things in our life where we remember things that God has done for us. Do you all have memorial stones in your life? Do you have things in your life that you remember, events where God has met with you and God has touched you and God has exceeded Every expectation you ever had. Anybody ever had those? Yeah. I've had quite a few of those. When God has just touched me with his power. And and I look back and I think about how God delivered me out of this. And how God delivered me out of that. And how God brought me through this. And how God brought me through that. I remember those things. I memorialize those things. But then there are some things that just aren't worth remembering. Remembering the sins of others. Remembering the hurts of others. We just forget those things. We forget about those things which are behind and we press onward toward the mark of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. But we memorialize the thing that's ahead of us, which is what? The prize. We look forward and we remember the creator of our youth. We remember other people in our lives that God has sent that have, have had special places in our lives. I, I could just, I got a long list. I started to, to write out a list of people who, who have had significant meaning in my life and it was just going to be too long. I mean, we would be here tomorrow and I'd still be going through that list. But there have been so many people that made contributions in my life and I won't ever forget those people. I remember certain ones and, and, and as you start playing those through, then it, it just becomes a long list, especially if you've been serving the Lord as long as I have. It's a long list. I remember my dad. I think about my father. You know, he, he never left us. He stayed right there with us. That, that makes me love him more than you can imagine. My mother, how she prayed for us and how she worked so hard. And my brother, how he, he stayed after me when he gave his heart to the Lord and he kept praying for me. And, and my friend Kevin Stokes who, who, who prayed for me and, 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 and was such a, a, a strong influence in my life. And people like Levi Storms who was an old gentleman who would come in. I would come in after work and I would go and I would sit in, in, in the back of the church building there on Newsom Road and he would come in and he would sit with me and he would talk to me about the things of God and just pour into me. 
I think about other people that have had significant meaning in my life uh, in the times that, that I've walked with the Lord. And, 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 and I always want to exalt them and, and, um, and just speak good things about them. I, I remember this little poem being spoken one time, and it says something like this. He says, if you think that praise is due them, now's the time to give it to them. For they cannot read their tombstone when they're dead and gone. If you know of someone who has had made, has made significant contributions in your life, who has blessed you at some point, you need to go to them and tell them how they've been a blessing to you and encourage them and strengthen them. It would help them. It would help you as you remember those times. We remember those who died in service for Christ, like Jim Elliott, who said, no man is a fool to lose what he cannot keep in order to keep what he cannot lose. And he said this just before he was martyred by the very people he came to preach to and to minister to. There are, I know of all, all kinds of heroes like that who, who give all that they've got for the cause of Christ. And they're serving the Lord and they're honoring their creator since the days of their youth. And many of them still are in the days of the youth. I think about, about Samuel's mom and dad who are in India. And it's not a safe place to be as a believer. They live among some people there that will skin your head if they find out you're a believer. So they have to kind of be, you know, incognito. They can't just stand on the street corner and preach Jesus. But they've got to use means and ways to, uh, led by the Spirit, to, to minister. And I remember uh, Tim sending me a, a, a Facebook message not too long ago. And, and he has pictures of him. And I think Paris was probably showing us. And she, and she was filming Tim. And, and he takes a soccer ball. Something as simple as a soccer ball. And he grows, goes among a group of kids, little Hindu kids. And he just tosses a soccer ball in amongst them. And the next thing you know, you know what happened? He's developed friendships, relationships with these kids that he can now begin to pour into and meet their moms and dads. And Paris meets one of the mothers who was a Muslim. And she leads from his mother to the Lord. Now that, that, my friends, is, is using wisdom. That's remembering your creator in the days of your youth. That's using the, the old noodle, the thing that God gave you to reach people for Christ. I think about Jacques and Florgoy, who were here just last week, and they were sharing their experience with us. And, and one of the countries that they're in, I can't even say the country, the name of the country, but they are ministering in a country that's very dangerous. It's totally, almost totally populated by Muslims. But what they have learned about the Muslim people is that they're very easy to reach for Christ once you establish relationship with them. Because they believe in Jesus. They just can't quite equate the Jesus with the people they know who claim to be his followers. Come on. They love Jesus. They don't like Christians. They don't like Christians. They love Jesus. Now, what they see of Christians is a geopolitical group of people who try to push their agenda upon them. But they're using wisdom in reaching these people. You see, they don't go as Christians. They go as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they go into these countries and they share Jesus with them by building relationships with them. They work with their own hands 
like the Apostle Paul said, and they give of themselves. And they remember why they're there and who they are in Christ. And they show them the light of Jesus by being a living epistle to them that they can see and relate to. So, where are we today? What should we do? We should remember to pray for those folks like Elaine Wilburn and the Lynches and John and Garima Ryder and Elaine Wilburn in Mexico and other people that we know and are related to who are laying it on the line for Christ. We remember to pray for them. Remember to pray for our president. Remember to pray for our leaders. Remember to pray for those who govern in our local and civil systems here and our teachers and our educators. Remember to pray for them. See, these are some things that we need to remember. But most of all, remember who you are and remember your God. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Make the most of every opportunity, knowing that the days are evil. The time will come when we can't. We won't have any strength left. So use your strength that you've got now to be a witness, to be a, to be a champion for Jesus. Amen? If you want to memorialize something, memorialize Jesus. Make Him famous. Make His name famous. Don't forget, though, those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. You know, somebody paid a sacrifice for you to come to know the Lord. People gave, people prayed, people stood by, they've, they've, they've made sure that you knew Christ. If you know Him today, you can thank somebody that they remembered you. Amen? Amen. So I just want us today, I want to pray for you, and, and I just want us to remember those today who, are, who, who have paid the ultimate sacrifice, the families of those who have lost those who have died in wars and those kind of things. And, and, you know, Facebook makes it so convenient these days to see people that are constantly losing somebody in war and battle and these kind of things. Remember our country to pray for her. Remember to pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Remember, these are some things to remember, some things we can choose to forget, but these things we should never choose to forget, but we should remember. So, Father, today we remember. We remember why this country was established. It was established upon the principles of Judeo and Christian principles. It was established upon a relationship with a God of creator who created all men equally and endowed within each of us inalienable rights. Father, we thank you that there are men and women who, who believed in this principle so much that they were willing to lay down their lives to advance the cause of freedom so that others could stand up for what they believe in. And Lord, we remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. And we thank you for them. And we pray for their families today. We know, Lord, that there are many today, Lord, who have also paid the sacrifice by giving of their loved ones to go and to serve and to pay the ultimate sacrifice for us. 
And Lord, we pray for them and we lift them up. We lift up our government to you. We lift up our president to you. We lift up his cabinet. We lift up our senators and our congressmen. We lift up those who are in leadership over us. And Lord, help us to choose to honor them and to pray for them and to obey them, Lord, because they are servants of the Most High God that you have set over us so that we can lead a quiet and peaceable life upon the earth. And so, Lord, we remember to pray for them today. And Lord, we remember to pray for our missionaries. We remember to pray for those who, are, who have chosen to leave their families at your beckoning call and go to foreign lands, Lord, and to, to give of themselves to those who don't know Christ and who often reject them and sometimes even kill them, Lord, because they go because you have asked them to. And we ask you, Lord, to minister to them today and to, to provide their every need and to protect over and, and, and watch over them, Lord God, and, 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 and anoint them to do everything you've called them to do. And Father, I pray for every young person in this place today, God, Lord, that none would ever, ever forget their Creator in the days of their youth. But Lord, they would use the strength of their youth to be mighty for you, to be a soldier in the kingdom. Lord, that they would give of themselves, God, and Lord, that they would see heritage, that they would see their destiny in you fulfilled. And God, we pray for our young people. Know how much, Lord, they mean to you that you have created them to be holy in your sight. So, Lord, we bless you and thank you today. And, Father, as we prepare to leave this place today, God, may we go with these thoughts in our mind that I will remember, my God, I will remember his call. I will remember that I am a person of destiny. I will remember, my God, and, Lord, that I will represent him with holiness. I will represent him with utmost integrity. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, today. We thank you, Father, that we are free today because of those who've given themselves for us and paid the ultimate sacrifice, and we remember them, Father. We choose to remember. You've been listening to Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. For more information, visit us online at destinycity.org.